Welcome back to another episode of the Morale Clubhouse. Today we have on Justin Steele, and we're talking everything from the end of the season last year to NFL and college football. This episode is brought to you by Clubhouse Athletic Custom Team Apparel. If you're in need of any uniforms or awesome sideline gear, make sure to reach out to our friends at Clubhouse Athletic. 20% off your first order with them when you mention the Morale Clubhouse. Just go to their website, fill in a contact form, and check out their catalog. Now let's get in the show. Everybody to another episode of the Morale Clubhouse, Morale Podcast, Morale Supply Co. Uh, show, whatever you want to call it. Um, and leading up into the season, we're going to try to have a few guys come on from the team to talk about what's been going on with the offseason. Normally, we do our Twitter spaces uh, to react to breaking Cubs news or whatever's going on with the team at that given time. But because things are kind of slow, we're waiting for the Cubs convention, then obviously waiting for spring training. We have... Uh, We'll have a few guys on. The first one, you know, I don't know if we can start with any other guy besides the pride of Lucille, Mississippi. The, you know, if he's not the ace up there with, with one of the top starters we have on the team, Justin Steele. Justin, how are you? Thanks for having uh, or taking the time out to talk today. What's going on? I'm doing fantastic. Just, you know, enjoying the off season here in Arizona, getting my bullpens and workouts underway, but uh, feeling good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So let, let's just go right into that because the end of the year, we had the injury. Um, the back kind of flared up. Uh, tell me if I'm saying anything incorrectly. Back kind of flared up on us. I think your last start was what, at the beginning of August? Yeah, I think, August? I, th- I think as soon as August was turning into September, it was like yeah. August 28th, I think I was pitching, yeah, yeah. and when the when the flare-up happened or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's – I mean, I haven't even thought about that really this off season. We got to a point before the season actually ended where I was throwing bullpens and stuff off the mound. So I got back to like, I'd say like a hundred percent or damn near close to it. Yeah. Um, before the season even ended, there just wasn't any time to like get me built back up to like games and stuff. But um, yeah, started throwing bullpens uh, last week, feeling really good off the bump. Like I said, the back's no issue at all. I haven't even thought about it really. But, um, yeah, everything's going good. Workouts are going good. Um, just enjoying the time with the, the little, little man and Libby. Out there in Arizona, correct? Yes, yes. Got the new place in Arizona. Congratulations again. Justin, I know there's obviously, like we talked about last time, there's obviously things you want to work on. Uh, we talked a little bit in terms of um, a potential, you know, working on a few pitches. I think when I talk to a lot of fans, uh, the one thing, and, and we'll talk about this a little later, is potentially you getting deeper into games. Is that something that you think about and something that you're trying to definitely work on over the offseason? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I think any starter would, uh, you know, want to get deeper into games as they're already doing. I mean, I think the perfect guy you look at is, like, Sandy Alcantara. Is like every time he takes the rock, you know, you can expect at least seven from him. You know, that's uh, that's something I'd want to – want to have that attached to my name as well um so yes when i'm working in the off season you know that's the shit i'm thinking about is like you know getting deeper into ball games and you know a possible complete game at some point 
you know, all, that's kind of what I'm thinking about, like through workouts and stuff. Like this is what it's going to take and whatnot. And I feel like I feel like every Cubs fan, when you're on the bump, we're like, all right, Justin's going to give us five solid. He'll probably strike out nine or ten, and then we'll see about a sixth inning. But yeah, I mean. Adam, this kind of goes into our morale grade. Justin, I don't know if you saw earlier, at the, at the end of the year, we gave all the guys morale grades. Uh, morale grades, but also performance grades. Now, obviously, you know you're our guy. I couldn't give you an A, though. I gave you a B plus <laughs> on the year for your performance. Do you think that was fair? Yeah, that's fair. Com- yeah. Comparative to the rest of the league, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, because I think it, if I was to give you an A, I think it would have to warrant you going out there seven innings every time and continuously yeah. doing your thing over the last two innings. That, that, that's what my hang up was. Yeah. Like averaging six between six and seven innings every start. Like that's Punch, the average punching out nine, punching out 10, doing your thing, you know, getting fired yeah. up, getting the, getting the infield. I think I, I think I listened to that episode and I agreed with everything you said. Okay. Fair enough. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, while you're working hard, can you give us a little insight what it's going to be like to pitch? The morale grade, the morale grade was an A for the record. The morale, of course, the morale grade was an A. Performance grade B plus. I wasn't going to can, give you anything, anything less than a, 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 a an A for morale. Um, I can, in, I can get behind that. Fill us in how you feel potentially pitching behind one of the best infields, uh, specifically middle infields in baseball coming up this year. I mean, yeah, I've I've played with Nico for a few years now, and it's obviously just a joy to have him playing anywhere in the field behind you. You know, dude covers a lot of ground, makes incredible plays, and then you know, add Dansby to the mix. I mean, we I mean we just got an infield full of great defensive players. You know, as a pitcher, somebody that gets ground balls, fly balls, and um, I know somebody like Strogan who also gets ground balls. It's just awesome to have like, you know, some. Guy on first, ground ball, a ball hit on the ground, you can confidently feel good about a double play. That's a really good feeling. Um, so I'm super excited about, you know, having some golden gloves behind me. Absolutely. And do you feel like you're going to pitch any differently with the lack of a shift being in place on the infield this year? Um, I don't think I will. I'm sure there's certain guys in the league that um, they'll put that kind of stuff into their game plans and whatnot, but it, for me, unless I like see a need to start incorporating some like some some of the shift stuff into my game plans and whatnot, I don't think it'll affect me too much. Okay, I got you. Fair enough. I mean, we're we're excited about it as Cubs fans. Obviously, I think every everyone's in the everyone in and around the organization has to be fired up to have a guy like Dansby, you know, solidifying the middle of the infield. And that we obviously saw Nico having a fantastic season next year and be able absolutely. To, be able to, to lock down the middle of the field, especially with Bellinger in center field, I think that uh, defense is going to be, um, you know, obviously a big upgrade going into 2023. Um, I've been meaning to ask, and I know we've kind of kicked the tires on this in the past. In, in the past, Adam's been asking you about it, and I, I, I need to address it now. Specifically, what you've been tweeting, which I found fantastic. I went through your tweets in 2022. I looked at your most tweeted word. What do you think? It, what do you think it was, Justin? I'm going to guess football. <laughs> so I'm going to go through some of the tweets. I have it pulled up here. Adam, Adam, maybe you can we, you can cross-check me on this one. Looking at, uh, let's see, I love football. I love football. Oh, my God, I love football. Can't wait to watch football. Justin, obviously, we, we know you love football. I, I need to hear your thoughts on Alabama. 
coming off the the win versus Kansas State. We saw the Big Ten kind of flop. Um, mm-hmm. You know, listen, I, I want to give you your time here. I want to give you your platform, considering a guy who loves Alabama football and football in general as much as you do. Do you believe that Bama should have been in the playoff? What was the deal? How do you feel? Do you feel vindicated now that you saw the Big Ten teams uh, fall off and we got a team in TCU that's going for a title in this upcoming uh, game? Uh, I'll say this. It's obviously like you want to win a national championship every single year, but I'm really happy to see us not go to the playoffs, not the the, uh, final four or whatever but to still win the bowl game that we go to because we've been known to like get miss the playoffs or the championship game or whatever. And then we go to this bowl game, like with our tails tucked and we end up losing. Um, I'm, I'm really happy that we didn't do that this time. I I remember, I think it was 2008. I want to say we were, it was, might've been Nick Saban's first year. We were like really good making the, uh, the turnaround and we uh, missed the national championship game, but we, uh, had a really good bowl game against Utah. And I was like, oh, this is this is awesome. Like, should should win this game. We ended up getting our doors kicked in. Like, yeah. it was embarrassing. I was like, I was like, that wasn't SEC football. That's not what we're about. Like, but it just kind of seemed like they were just disappointed not to be in the national championship game. So it was really good this year to see them win that game, you know, whether it was the national championship or not. So you don't have any ill will on the fact that, that Bama wasn't able to get into the Final Four? No, no, I wasn't. And Nick Nick Saban said it best. It's like if bringing Vegas into it, like if we were to play the top four teams that are in the playoffs, would we be a favorite against any of them? And if you look at it like that, you would say probably, yeah, like they would probably be a favorite against at least one of the four teams. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think they should have been in the playoffs, but I'll also say that side of things too as well. All right, fair enough. Do you – I'm I'm assuming it's you're riding with the SEC come the national Absolutely. championship, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have to. Even though you mm-hmm. and Georgia have gone, uh, you know, at it over the last couple of years. Okay, fair enough. All right. You know, I I need to get your take. I think a lot of Cubs fans, you know, they know you love football. They know you love oh, yeah. the Tide, and and I wanted to give you the opportunity and and the platform to really uh, state your case. But I I appreciate someone that's like, hey, it's just what it wasn't our year. But we still, you know, blew the doors off of Kansas State, who who beat yeah. uh, TCU, all that. I, I was I was really happy to see them see them win that game because, like I said, I've seen them lose them kind of games where they're not where they want to where they're wanting to be, and they end up just like taking the day off or something, and that's really frustrating to watch. All right, you, Fred, you go into the. I mean, it's be a short question on theirs. We've had a miserable season, but Justin, not as miserable as y'all thought it would be, though. Well, I mean, well, we it turns number, out great. We got a draft pick, and we have a quarterback. If we so get the number, if we get the right. number one overall pick, then then yeah, I feel a lot better. I mean, even number two. Yeah. Who do you take? I don't know if I take your guy, Will Anderson. I think a lot of people are worried about Jalen Carter's uh, Jalen Carter, right? That's his name on Georgia. Yeah, his um, his his wind, his 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 shape is uh cardiovascular ability it seemed like he was kind of gassed against ohio state um you know i would love to see them get an offensive lineman i think the our, our guy me being a northwestern fan skaronsky would that that would be a good pick but it might be a reach that high they might go back but i feel like there's teams that 
like the Lions who feel really good about Goff, so they they don't want to trade back. I don't know. I don't know. I could see Will. I could see Will Anderson thriving. In Tell me Chicago. about Will Anderson. Oh, he's a, he's an animal. He's a stud. He's, he's been a stud ever since he came into Bama. He's only like two forty, right? Yeah, he's not very. He's dude. He's so athletic, so fast. Like, he, dude, he's all over the place. If you watch an Alabama game, like when there's a play being made, he's like right there. He's always right there. Even in the run game. Yes, like he, he's he's a lot of fun to watch. So you watch an SEC football. This is Adam. You're gonna have to cut this up, but um, watching SEC football, are you taking Jalen Carter or Will, Will Anderson? I take Will Anderson. Just because, of the but well, it depends. It, it depends on the team's needs. Yeah, you know, like if you're if you're needing like a big big uh, guy on the line to like an edge rusher or something, I would say Carter because Will Anderson, like say he's like two forty, and he's kind of fits that linebacker profile. Um, like I said, I think it just depends on what a team needs. What do the Saints need? Uh, I should have led with I'm, this question. We should have we should have started the podcast with this, dude. What do the Saints need? Give I mean, me, if me the Saints, if I could just have a college player out of college to go to the Saints, I mean, God bless. CJ Stroud was throwing some absolute <laughs> bullets in that game. He was dropping dimes. That was that. Watching him play that game, the way he was throwing the ball, that was a lot of fun to watch. I'd love to. Love to see what he does in the NFL. It'd be really cool to have him and uh, his teammate Olave. Um, yeah, Ohio State, Ohio State, and Michael Thomas. If he decided to play, he's a Ohio State product as well. And they have what pick again? I have no idea. Like, I think <laughs> the Saints are like in the worst position out of any team in the NFL as far as like upcoming drafts and like their cap space and stuff. Yeah. They're like in a terrible spot, I believe. Not good enough to get, or not bad enough to get a top pick. Yeah, it's also, it's one of them. It's one of them situations. Yeah, I mean, from a Bears fan perspective, it has kind of fallen into our lap nicely with the fact that Justin Steele's a stud. I'm sorry, Justin Justin Steele is a stud, but Steele's <laughs> is a stud, um, and we found a way to keep him healthy, get him better, make him look good, but also have the you know first or second pick in the draft. It does feel nice, man. Justin Fields is so much fun to watch. He, you know what? From from my perspective, if you just give him time, he's going to be able to figure it out. And if if yeah. he feels confident in the pocket, whether he's passing from the pocket or he breaks out, like I feel like his eyes are good enough and his arm is good good enough to make plays to where he's like a Russell Wilson, you know, one of these hybrid so, quarterbacks that can just move the football. Yeah, I think I think with guys like him, it's very important to the coaching staff and the team that you don't like, like let him be the athlete he is and like the you know guy that reacts on instinct and stuff because that's kind of what makes him so special, like running the ball and stuff. Like, don't take that guy and tell him that he needs to pass the ball because like then you got his like mind focused on like other shit. You know, like guy like Justin Fields, like you want him to go out there and be the athlete that he is and like just you know. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's so much fun to watch. And, like, and you don't, don't want to, yeah, you don't want to coach it out of him. You just want to give him enough opportunities to move the exactly. ball. Exactly. Feel exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I just, I feel like at the beginning, you know, I know you you don't watch a lot of Bears football, but going back to Matt Nagy, you know, when it was 
you know, he's trying to run this offense that doesn't make sense and he can't really move the pocket. He, he's not moving the pocket and he's not able to be incredibly flexible. He wants them to be this Patrick Mahomes pocket pass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just once you get just on the outside and you can move around and you can kind of play, he can kind of play backyard football. Then I feel like that's when he's going to be in his best spot. Yeah, he I just mean, needs offensive linemen that can hold a block for, you know, longer than one second. Not like we saw this past game uh, on Sunday. It was brutal. And, and it would be different, you know, if he was running like a four, six, four, seven, but no, like he's faster than the DBs. Like let him run the ball. Like you see him, like when he gets like that breakaway, like the DBs are like full sprint trying to catch up with him. Like, I mean, it's it's impressive. He's the best athlete on the field. Every time he steps yeah. on the field, he outruns everybody. And it's it's amazing that a guy that big, that strong, playing that position can just dust defensive backs like it's nothing. Yeah, and you it's can tell, really fun. You can tell, too, when he's not like this past week, after doing it for a while and him carrying the team, you can tell the difference. But when he's – when he's on and he's feeling it and he's healthy, like there, there's no one that's going to catch him. Oh yeah, I mean you can see the confidence when he's when it's going well, you know. Exactly. I'm pivoting here, um, going to the Cubs convention coming up. Um, mm-hmm. You'll be there, correct? Yes, sir. Now Adam and I have kicked around this idea, and I, I want to word this correctly. You've been in the Cubs organization how long? This is this is coming up on nine years. Yeah, I was drafted in 2014. 2004, so nine years. Wow. So that that's an accomplishment in and of itself. I'm assuming yeah. you played with a lot of guys, minor leagues, you know, when you were like a fringe big league or now being in the big leagues. You have the Cubs convention coming up. Can you yeah. give me a guy? There, there's got to be someone out there. One of the guys, we're going to ask a lot of players this, but can you give me one of the guys that you've played with, whether it be in the past or now, that would show up to a Cubs convention or spring training and really, you know, obviously they're working hard on their own game, but they don't have any idea of, like, who the Cubs brought on the team, who left the team, who, who, who who's new, who's not. There's got to be somebody. So, so what's the question? The question is, who, did, who does the best job over the offseason to kind of, like, check out and not read any of the news clippings and, and, and show up to spring training and be like, oh, this guy's on the team now? Oh, Oh, Rowan Wick. Rowan, Rowan Wick. Wick. <laughs> give, give me, give me uh, an explanation like, for that. Like, Rowan Wick will probably show up to CubsCon and, like, not realize we signed somebody and just, like, at, like come up to me or come up to somebody and be like, hey, like, who, who is that? And then, like, he, like, <laughs> finds out right there, like, who it is. And then, yeah, it's your teammate. I, I could see him and, doing something like that. Okay. All right. All right. We're, we're going to ask a few guys, I, you know. It's not a bad thing, but I think no, 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 no. It just means you're like you're you're thinking, focusing on other stuff. Yeah, you're focusing on other stuff. Like Rowan's probably focused on getting yoked right now, like just getting huge. So like that's probably what he's doing. He's probably not worried about what else is going on. No, no problem with that. No problem with that at all. Yeah, I mean, obviously every Cubs fan is so dialed in to what's going on, and if you sign like a minor leaguer or a small deal, whatever it is, every Cubs fan is going to react to it. And yeah. I, can, I can imagine there are players that that's just simply not their focus considering the, you know, six month grind of it all. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's definitely, it's probably not bad to be that way either. Going to 
going to the Cubs convention, I know every Cubs fan's probably going to wonder, anything you miss about Chicago now that you're in Arizona, you know, you haven't been here for a couple months, what do you miss? What are you looking forward to get back here and see, even though it's going to be cold? Well, it's really not that it's really not that bad right now. It's, there's no snow. Well, the, the last Cubs con, it was like the coldest week weekend of the year. Oh yeah, last last time, but I think that was like 2000 what 18 at this point. Last last Cubs con. Yeah. Oh no, that was that was 2020. That was before COVID. Yeah, that it was, was before when the COVID. blizzard. The blizzard happened. Yeah, that was like my first real yeah. time like seeing snow snow. You know. <laughs> what do you um, miss about was, the city? Yeah, the thing I miss most, uh, to be honest, is just Wrigley. Just uh, showing up to Wrigley every day is uh, going to work. You know, go, that's my office every day. Um, I miss showing up to that ballpark every day. The energy that the fans brought every day—that's uh, that's definitely what I miss most. Um, and I lived right there in Wrigleyville, so I would just like walk to the field every day. Um, I would walk in like with the employees, like the people that work at Wrigley. I'm like walking yeah. in with them, walking in there. Like that's what I miss most. Um, just feeling like, you know, somewhat of a normal person, just walking into Wrigley, going to my job. Uh, that's that's definitely what I miss most. That little neighborhood, it feels like home. What what's uh what's Arizona life like now? Now that you have the new place, is it is it nice? Because you were formerly you were living in Mississippi, right? Yes, South Mississippi. So so how so so what's it like in Arizona? Are you working out at the complex? Are you 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 golfing in Scottsdale? You I, you know I know you were on the course a couple of months ago. How's the game? Yeah. How's Arizona life? What's it like? Yeah, that's uh, when you think Arizona, you think spring training, golf, all that stuff. But yeah, I'm training at the facility every day, getting my bullpens in there, my workouts, doing everything I need to do there. And then yeah, I've been golfing like once a week, trying to get out to the course like once a week. I've been like, I'd say my usual scores is like 80s, low to high 80s, give or take, and then like a bad day for me is like 90s but here lately i've been like floating floating around 90 lately so my handicaps went up a little bit but um good days i'm like low 80s but yeah golf's been golfing a lot out here it's been a lot of fun um planning on going tomorrow so hopefully i can shoot a good score tomorrow what's not working right now is it is it a big uh i'm assuming you're a lefty <sighs> yeah i'm a lefty so my game right, is usually big left miss no it's just uh I would say the approach shots. I, I yeah. usually do decent with my driver, keeping the drive in bounds, keeping it, keeping it in play and whatnot. I play a pretty consistent like fade. Like I'll start it on the right side of the fairway and they'll fade back over the middle. And then, um, yeah, I'd say it's the approach shots. I just got to get to where I'm not chip like hitting my second shot close to the green and then chipping on and wasting two putts and then end up bogeying. I just got to yeah. get that second shot like close to the pin, get them birdies and pars. Love it. Um, all right, Justin. We appreciate having you on. We appreciate you taking out the time, take taking the time to talk to us. I know you got Bo and, and other responsibilities, um, but we hope you have a great time at Cubs convention, and uh, we'll talk soon before the season starts. Absolutely. Thank you all so much for having me. Always a pleasure.